and welcome in family and friends to this midweek discussion of empowerment. We are thankful to call Fireside Chat. We'll be right back after these messages. If you were looking to experience Refuge Mount Olives conferences, exclusive summits, even previous revivals, then we, the community of Romo, encourage you to become a subscriber. Here, you'll be able to receive presiding officer insight from yours truly, Jernande Summons, ministerial operation, as well as community outreach and, most importantly, empowerment. This is Romo Radio. Welcome in, family and friends, to this midweek discussion of empowerment we are privileged to call Fireside Chat. I'm your host, Renande Summons. A privilege it is to serve as the presiding officer for Refuge in Mount Olive, as well as for the speaker for this moment. I'm privileged to be joined with Laura Paradis. We are going to be talking about socioeconomic inevitability in the United States. We're here again... This is also election year, so something to take under consideration. You know, um, Laura is also an international, so it's a privilege to have someone from the outside give us, you know, perspective. And again, I'll give her the floor in a bit, but it's it's an interesting year because 2024, a lot of people were claiming that this is our year of progress, of great change, of great elevation, but there's a lot of great things we have to be held responsible for. Uh, holding a new president in power is one of them. Getting new positions of power together and socioeconomically speaking, we're still recovering from a great change that COVID and the lockdown of 2020 and 2019 gave us. So, I mean, so much from our listeners. We've we've had you all send us emails, send us requests about this topic, and we want to make sure that we're discussing it, talking about it within the community because we are concerned when we're speaking LGBTQIA plus affairs, when we're speaking our allies, when we're speaking what our community is currently facing and will face as this year progress. Laura, I'm going to open the floor to you. Tell me how do you feel about these changes that's going on in the States as you're visiting with us? So as a background, so I'm a I'm French Canadian. Yes. And um, I lived abroad a lot. So I, I lived in France for four years. I lived in Taiwan for one year. So when I decided to move to the States, I didn't thought I was going to be shocked, mm-hmm. you know, as Canadian. Mm-hmm. You know, you think Canada and U.S., it's the same. But mm-hmm. turns out that I'm almost more culturally shocked than in Taiwan like wow it, it's weird in what ways could you explain that uh, what shocked me the most I would say is like the capitalism like to the extreme for sure like everything is an industry everything is there to make money like the healthcare yes. system like yes the prisons schools the schools it's yeah. just like it just doesn't make sense that right. it's not government funded and government you know owned yeah and in france and in taiwan and in canada it's like that and it's just i feel like 
the system just is much more work much better that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, one thing that I've faced, you know, living in the States is also the socioeconomic divide that in America we do experience. We we deal with this consistent divide that if you don't have this level of position, this level mm -hmm. of stability economically speaking, you're not looked at, you're not provided or afforded the equivalent opportunities. And a lot of people are misguided, especially internationals when they come over. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, well, it's America, land of the free, home of the brave. And it may be if you have the affordance for that, but I could definitely say from living and experience my entire life based in the States, it's not that easy. And I know people who grew up in the same experiences and in the same uh, neighborhoods, and they didn't have the ability to get that support, that push. And, you know, what is your take on that, especially when you hear of other people coming to the States wanting that? It, yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because it's the land of the free, land of the opportunity. If yeah. you have a credit score of, of 800. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not this holistic thing of, okay, well, yeah, we're all gonna, you know, just we're in this together. There is a great divide. Yeah, yeah. No, you have like, you need a good background, like money-wise. Otherwise, uh, it's very hard, like, to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, after we come back from this short break, we're going to discuss more about socioeconomic struggles and the power that you hold in order to make sure that you're financially free and strong. This is Roma Radio. If you were looking to experience Refuge Mount Olives conferences, exclusive summits, even previous revivals, then we, the community of Romo, encourage you to become a subscriber. Here, you'll be able to receive presiding officer insight from yours truly, Drenande Summons, ministerial operation, as well as community outreach and, most importantly, empowerment. This is Romo Radio. So concerning the um, the prison system that yeah. is uh, private, what um, bothers me a lot about it is that there's people making money out of people making crime. So mm -hmm. people committing crime is a product, yeah. basically. So like the whole justice system is not made for to rehabilitate people. Right. It's made so people continue committing crime. So it continue to input money in the system so it keeps the people that have you know the less money mm -hmm. to continue like to be stuck in this um cycle vicious cycle yeah vicious cycle exactly yeah exactly and you know when we're talking culturally even when we're speaking within the community of the lgbtqia we're talking from things of drug dealing to human trafficking to things that are so left field but when we look at the opportunities and the limitations thereof if you don't live in an area like san francisco california or if you're not in the bay area and you don't at least have the opportunity to be looked at differently your life kind of resorts to doing this criminal yeah. based stuff yeah. even if it's you know not 
necessarily the worst crime you could be doing. It's still illegal. It's still, you know, an opportunity for you, you as you say, those those persons to gain wealth from the criminality that's taking place. And this is happening so much. And my challenge is in my, you know, community prayer, especially one of our biggest challenges here at Refuge in Mount Olive, is how do we bridge that gap of opportunity for people mm -hmm. within the community, within cultural communities, within indifferences, you know, from yeah. black, indigenous, from underprivileged, underserved, foster youth, how do we really bridge those gaps yeah. and provide opportunities? Because what? how do you tell someone, you know, when they see the issues of life, when they see mom and dad and grandma and, uh, and family and loved ones and friends struggle financially and, and there's nothing they can do about it, but if they could... I agree with you that it should come from the, the community, you yes. know, to bridge and to create those opportunities because... I, I don't want to be, um, uh, oh, I, I don't want to like say, uh, oh, it's called the, the people that thinks there's, um, stereotype or no, oh, com complot complotist, competition, complotist, theories du complot. Okay, no, say people, it the way you need to say people it. People that thinks about alien and government. Oh, oh, conspiracies. Conspiracies. Yes. So I don't want to be conspiracies. Yes. But I don't think it can be come from the people in power because they have too I much agree. to gain from poverty. Oh, I love that you took this direction. Yeah, I'm sorry I blocked I <laughs> love, no, I'm so glad that you took that direction because... There is a an awakening we must have from within. We speak about this in Refuge in Mount Olive. This is a powerful episode. This will have to be for subscribers only <laughs> after a while. You know, because I love that you say that. Because we need to stop conspiracizing. Yeah. We need to stop blaming other things. Now, there are limitations as we acknowledge. We we've acknowledged those. But when we learn to build from within the communities, there are, for my example, within counties and districts, there are wealthy families and there are underprivileged families. If we could connect those wealthy families and privileged families and in ways that are simple, maybe that wealthy family helping them out with weekly groceries, mm -hmm. you know, it, it may be nothing, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be this big old parade because, of course, people still want to survive and they want to live their life and they've earned their, excuse me, they've earned their life's, you know, wealth, whatever that looks like. But how do we get literal, mm -hmm. you know? And, right. and, and I like that you say, you know, I don't want to be a conspiracist, but it, and it does take community because, again, if we can get so literal and so practical that we start in the counties and we start in the districts and then it starts expanding, you know, in the school districts and different, we get fancy yeah. with it. But, but, but there is a lot of simplistic opportunities where we need to reach out within, there's in your neighborhood. Yeah. And there was a sense of community that I miss, that I hear of back before we were thought of, you know that our grandparents had, where people looked out for each other yeah. in the neighborhood, and yeah. that's how people got by. If we can somewhat, in an advanced way, get back to that, 
and modernize that way of community because now we got Facebook and we got, you know, all these great group chats and, you know, things that we can join and apps that can help us get involved. But it takes that to, I believe, build the solution for that socioeconomic yeah. divide. Yeah. And there are people, I believe that there are heterosexual uh, white people who come from first class or the 1% or upper echelon wealth who do want to give back, but they just don't know how to. Yeah. They don't know where to start. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they still have to protect their lives and their wealth. They just don't want to go out and say, yeah, I want to give my money out. Or I just don't. Mm. We, they, there's a percussivity about it at the end of the day. But there is still, again, we need to grow those solutions of building practicality yeah. within those within every community. And it, and it surpasses race. It surpasses sexuality. It surpasses religion. It surpasses tradition. Um, we need to get to a point where do you need something to eat? Mm -hmm. Do you need some support? Do you need someone to network with? Do you need a counselor? Do you need... There's so many ways yeah. that people can, can again, build those support systems. Yeah. Anything you need to add before we close for tonight? No, no, I'm good. Thanks. You know, I, I just want to thank you so much, Laura, for coming yeah, on the show tonight. thanks for having me. It was such a joy, such a great fire. Romo, you are in for a treat for more fiery discussions with our friends Laura and so many other talented thinkers, voices out there within our community and allied communities. I am Drenande Summons. And I'm Laura Paradis. This is Romo Radio, and until next time, we will see you soon. If you'd like to keep up with us outside of the podcast experience, you can follow us on Instagram at r.o.m.o underscore. You can also follow our YouTube page at Refuge in Mount Olive, as well as our Facebook. Thank you so much. Thank you.